0: Today's video is all about a simple way in which to set up your accounts, your bank accounts, and keep track of the flow of money through it when you earn your money through a company. So you could be a contractor, you could have a business that's set up through a company, whatever it is, this video is all about keeping that whole process really simple. I've been getting so many questions around How do I make sense of this? Because I've got tax, I've got my spending, I've got company, I've got personal situation. It's all getting really confusing. How do I take all of that, make it clear and keep track of all of those figures so that I'm making sure I've got enough money for my taxes, enough money for the things that I want to be doing day to day and all those other unforeseen situations. So guys, if that's of interest to you, stay tuned. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast. Yes, we're going through this super, super useful video. It might get a little bit technical with numbers and so on, but guys, bear with me. This is so, so important. Many people, they're chasing, making more money and so on. But if you get this style down, this is a complete game changer. Those that I've worked with that are able to drastically change their situation, this is really at the core of it. The people who I see as successful in my life and around me adopt this. And when they make the shift, their financial situation is 10 times better. Yes, earning more money is important. But if you're not handling the money that's coming in in the right way, you can get really really stuck, really confused, overwhelmed, and that can bleed into everything else in your situation. And guys, that happened to me. You know, my situation was getting more and more complicated because I was having income from different sources and so on, having to save up money for different areas, money flowing all over the place. I had loads of different accounts and it was getting really confusing. So I did this for myself to try and get it simple and I kept kind of coming up with different ways for those that is I was working with and friends and family around me, right? And so guys, what I'm going through today is really the simplest way in which I can kind of tell you this. But before I go into that, I want to kind of explain why this is so important. So firstly, look, you know, I earn money through companies, a number of different companies, right? And money through my personal situation. And that gets really complicated. And so it's very hard to keep track of where money should go and where money shouldn't, right? So by doing this, it allows me to know where money should be, how much I need to keep in store for it. So for example, money going into my company. Well, I've got costs for my company, right? How much are they? Have I got enough in there to cover that? The tax for my company, corporation tax, VAT. Have I got enough money sitting there um, to be able to come out when I need to, right? so many people suddenly get to when their corporation tax is due or whatever tax is due suddenly realize they've got ten thousand pounds say to pay to HMRC and they've got no money in their account they might have a thousand and all of a sudden they're stuck trying to scramble together all this money when they don't have it and it puts them in a really stressful situation we don't want that we want a simple process to deal with that equally how do we make sure we keep clarity between what's company and what's personal right getting that all set up and then when it goes into the personal situation where does all that money need to go right yes we've got our day-to-day spending you know our budget you know you might want to call it but what about all that other stuff what about you know occasionally you want to go on holiday right and you suddenly realize oh yeah you know I deserve it I want to go on this holiday it might cost 500 pounds or thousand pounds where's that money going to come from if you're just following a monthly budget even if you are following a monthly budget What about emergencies? Let's say you get ill okay, and you suddenly need a whole load of money. Maybe you lose your job, right? If you're working through a company, this is so, so important. You know, there have been periods of times when I got really unwell maybe three years ago, I had to stop working for God at least six months, right? Luckily, I had savings there to be able to cover me for that period of time. But a lot of people, if they don't do that, they don't have that emergency fund, then when you get into a situation like that, you get really, really stuck. So we're going to go through that and how to make sure we deal with that as well. Financial freedom fund, right? Yes, we want to save up for these things that, you know, take a little bit longer to buy or they're a little bit more infrequent. But we want to make sure we're setting ourselves up for a strong financial future as well, whether that's, retirement whether that's going into investments like property or the stock market or some kind of portfolio we want to be building up our wealth so we become financially stronger not just spending day to day or for those holidays and so on right we want to be thinking longer term as well and then lastly our personal tax so if you're earning money through a company then you're most likely going to be doing your own tax returns right you might have an accountant to do it but it's your responsibility to pay that money so you know You don't want to suddenly get to the period when you've got to pay your personal tax and not have the money there to pay it. Or, you know, have money saved up for your financial freedom or some nice like holidays or something, and then have to eat into that for your tax, right? You don't want to be in that situation, right? You want to have it all set up in advance, right? So this whole process is around getting in the way where it's automated, it's simple and there's a system in which you can take that through so that you know each of those key areas are covered. Okay so guys shortly I'm going to go through some slides. All right. Don't worry don't switch off. Okay I've kept it as simple as possible but guys it's so important you know so many videos out there focus on you know the fluffy stuff empowering you to do the right thing and build out your vision and and save more, go out and drive more money from your business, right? But not many people talk about the practicals. What do you actually need to do to make this work? So this video is all about that practically, how you set up your bank accounts and flow the money through those bank accounts to make sure you're covering all the really important areas. Okay, all make sense? Great. So let's start off. So first of all, okay, this is for people who earn their money through a company. Might be a contractor, you might have a business that's set up through a company, and the money, that company makes money, okay? It's not you that makes money, the company makes money. So you work, or the company provides work to something or somebody, or provides a product, and in exchange, makes money. Get, obtains income okay so let's just say for example we're in a situation we've got John okay and John's business is called John Limited okay so you've got a company called John Limited and you've got the person John all right so we're going to use this example John's company makes four thousand pounds a month right just as an example all right now the first thing to be clear right is the company and the person needs to be kept very separate. So John Limited and John needs to have a clear line between them. Now a lot of people who earn money through a company don't keep this clear line and it all gets very messy. So we want to make first of all a clear line and distinguish between it. because from a tax perspective they're very different things. And if you start merging them together it gets very messy. You're going to you, it's going to be very hard to, to submit your taxes and you might get it wrong. You, can, you might get fines, penalties and get into some real issues. So You don't want that, right? You want to keep it separate, trust me. So then the next thing then is to think, well, before I even think about taking money out of this company, okay, to actually spend, right? So John wants to take money out of his company. He's, he's, he's got his business, he's making money right so naturally he wants to take money out of that business but before he does that he's got to make sure he's covering off two really important areas right one the company tax okay because every so often maybe yearly every six months maybe quarterly whatever it is that company's got to pay money to hmrc tax it could be corporation tax it could be vat it could be other forms of tax but it's got to pay tax and guys this is not a video on tax and stuff so You know, if you've got a company, you should absolutely be using an accountant. So you want to be going and speaking to your accountant and say, how much tax do I typically need to pay? And the simplest way to do this, just just to say, accountant, Mr. Accountant, for every pound I make in my business, roughly, how much tax do I need to pay? Okay, so he'll probably ask you some information, how much do you roughly earn that year and so on? And he'll say, I don't know, for example, it might be 25%. So for every pound you earn, you need to pay 25 pence in tax, okay? So the first thing you do is every month, say you're making money into that company, you want to be setting up a separate account for your tax. So you know you've got it when you need to pay it. So you take 25% of say the 4,000 you're getting each month and you put that into that separate account, that 1,000 pounds. So John's making 4,000 pounds from John Limited. He puts £1,000 into that company tax account. So when he needs to pay his tax, he's got that. And you always want to increase that a little bit more than you think it might be, just in case the tax is higher than you expect. If it's lower, great, then you can redistribute that and do something else with it. But you know you've got enough there. The other key area is your company costs. So you might have to pay your accountant right, to, to do the accounts for the company. It all depends on what kind of company you are you have and the kind of cost you come through now if you're a contractor the expenses to that company might be very very low right or if it's a trading business and you've got loads of input products to to cover against the money you're making then the cost might be really high but what you need to make sure is that you're covering those company costs in the company so in my example i've kept it small 500 pounds a month yeah so if you're not sure about this, you can just go back over the last 12 months, six months, whatever, and just roughly work out how much on average you pay each month in costs around your company. Yeah, so that's the company. So first thing is make sure you're covered from a company perspective before you move into the personal situation. So we've got our £4,000 income, 500 going to a company costs, £1,000 into income tax. So roughly speaking, leftover is two and a half thousand pounds, right? So for this example, I'm just going to assume that the leftover all goes into your personal uh, situation. So moving into your personal bank accounts. So you're going to have your main bank account, right? That's for you personally. So John has got his personal bank account. That two and a half thousand pounds goes across. Now it might be a dividend. It might be a salary. It depends on your situation, your accountant's gonna be able to tell you exactly which is better for you. But whatever it is, let's assume you've got two and a half thousand pounds coming in each month. Now, a few things before I start going into detail here. One, What you wanna do is you wanna make sure as much as possible, you're keeping it like a system, right? So it's regular. So your income might be up and down, your costs might be up and down, right? but you want, ideally, the money going into your personal account to be regular, okay? So in this example, it's £2,500 a month, right? Now, the income coming in might not be £4,000 a month. One month, it might be £2,000. The next month, £6,000. The month after, £5,000. But on average, let's say it's 4000 a month, okay? And that's the key point. If we get the averages, then we can be consistent month to month, and it's much easier to follow the process. If you'll keep changing each month, then it gets really complicated because you're gonna to have to keep every month working out how much you need to move around. If you've got the average, you can just do it automatically. A standing order, 2,500 pounds from company to personal account, really easy. And you can just say, keep paying that amount each month systematically. Yeah? The next one is, you've got all these different things that you wanna be spending money on. Now, you don't wanna get crazy and set up 20 different accounts but you ideally want to separate out the main types of ways in which you're going to spend your money or use your money, right? Okay. So before we go into that, let's cover off an important point. And this is something I talk about in a lot of videos, but I'm going to go that one level lower here. So your personal income, right? So money coming in, okay, needs to equal money going out. Okay. You can't. Be higher going out than coming in because that is when you get into debt so the two main areas in which money goes out is spending and saving okay so spending and saving needs to equal your income so let's look at that next level when we look at spending okay there's two main areas we want to be thinking about so there's the one which everybody thinks about the budget the day-to-day going out, buying food, you know, going for a drink, like um, taking a girlfriend out, buying a, you know, a small, small gift for a friend, whatever it is, right? That's your day-to-day spending where you're thinking about it, right? But if you think about it, also you have your automatic spending, rent, bills, right? All that kind of stuff, you know, maybe your subscriptions, the things that you don't, actually control, consciously do. They just go out of your account automatically. They're two separate. will come on to that, it's an important point, but you need to clearly identify those two areas. The other one is saving. Okay, so there's four main areas you want to be thinking about when you're earning through a company. First one, this is really important, infrequent spend. So guys, think about it. John, right, in our situation, John He pays rent, right? He's staying somewhere, he's paying rent, automatic. He's got his bills for his house, automatic. Um, He's got got his subscription to his Netflix, automatic. He goes out, he buys a couple of drinks on a night out, day-to-day spending, right? Takes his girlfriend out for a meal, day-to-day spending, right? He might buy a new um, DVD to watch at home day-to-day spending okay it's usual stuff that happens regularly right like within the month on top of that okay this is big this is where a lot of people get stuck you've got your infrequent spend so when you want to go on holiday say in six months time you're following your spending day to day but then all of a sudden you realize you want to go on holiday you need a thousand pounds for that where does that money come from okay that's when your uh, budgets go crazy and don't work So the way to do that is you want a separate account for that and actually save towards those bigger items, okay? It might be holidays, it might be big gifts for friends, it might be saving up for a computer or a car, whatever it is, right? Infrequent. The next one is emergency fund. So think about it. John's making his money through a company, he's a contractor, he's doing, he's doing well, he's getting paid really well, he's happy, he's got his all budget set up. He's making sure he's spending within his means day to day. He's saving up for his infrequent spends like holidays. But boom, he loses his job and he can't find a job for three months. And by this point, he's really, really struggling because all the money's dried up, right? His day to, he's got no money coming in for his day to day. He's got a bit of money saved up for his infrequent spend. Where is this money going to come from to cover those three months? Then he's scrabbling around trying to get on universal credit, trying to get money elsewhere, borrowing money from family or friends. And it gets really tough, really stressful. Maybe you can't even do it. Maybe even goes bankrupt. Who knows? But that is when you get into messy, messy situations. So what you want to do is you want to have that emergency fund. Minimum three months you're spending, but ideally more, maybe even six months. Depends how risky your job is. If you're working a job when you could be dropped like that and your whole income goes, like a contractor, maybe you need more like six months. If you've got many different um, customers that are paying you money, right? So yes, one or two people could, could, you could lose, but it'd be unlike, really unlikely for you to lose everyone, then maybe you need to lose uh, a smaller emergency fund. But you definitely want that emergency fund. Third area, your financial freedom fund. So, guys, John's, you know, he's doing all the right things. He's spending his, you know, he's got his budget each month. He's keeping to that. He's got an amount of money set up for his automatic spendings like rent and everything. He's got money saved up for when he wants to go on holiday. He's got that reserve amount for if he loses his job, or gets ill, right? But what happens when he gets to 60? What happens when he gets to 70? Okay. What does he do? He still needs to be earning each month. To cover off that day-to-day spending, to cover off those holidays, to cover off if he loses his job temporarily, right? He's got nothing left over to be able to retire to stop working if he wants to. So the financial freedom fund is all about being able to stop work if you want to. Now, ideally, you want to be in a situation where you're only working, doing stuff you would do even if you didn't have to work, and that is a big thing that I push and a lot of my videos cover off right but until we get to that point we need to be working out how do we build up to it right and to be able to do that we need to build up money money to be able to give us that freedom so part of your money each month needs to be going to that pot to get there now that could be a pension all right so like very traditional approach where you can't touch until you're 55. Or you could do it more flexibly where you could be taking that money, saving it and buying properties with it, investing in the stock market, going into portfolio approaches, whatever your approach is, but it's building that money up so that at a later point in time, you're able to stop work and be able to lose that money to live off until you die. (laughs) Or pass on to friends, sounds so morbid, but that's effectively what it is, okay? The last area is tax. So yes, we've looked at company tax, but if you're earning money through a company and then getting paid into your personal name, usually you've got to pay personal tax as well because you've got to do your own tax return. So again, you should be getting an accountant to do that and that person should be telling you how much you need to put to one side for it. But that person uh, tells you that percentage and you need to be keeping that to one side so when your personal tax is due, you can just pay it, right? You're not, again, scrabbling around, trying to raise that money to give to HMRC. And then what happens is if you've not saved it, where do you go? You go to your financial freedom fund. You go to your emergency fund, right? And then what happens if you lose your job a month after you have going to pay um, HMRC for your tax? You're stuffed. So John, in this situation, it's very sensible. He takes a bit of money that he's making each month and he puts it into a separate account for his personal tax. So when it's due, he's there, he can pay it, it's all good. Make sense? So in summary, you've got your income coming in. Spending and saving are the two key areas. For spending, it's your automatic stuff like rent, bills, and then you've got today day-to-day, which is stuff that you choose, like going out for meals or drinks. For saving, four key areas infrequent spend like holidays, emergency fund, if you lose your job and you need to live off that. Three, your financial freedom fund, so that you can live off that when you don't want to work anymore. And then lastly, tax, so that when your personal tax is due, you can pay that. Okay? So, I'm now going in to each of those areas. So, you effectively want an account for each of them. But firstly, your automatic Payments, Okay, so like rent bills that should all just go out of your main personal account. Okay, so whatever it is, you want to work out roughly how much you pay each month. Maybe put a little bit of buffer in there. In this example, John pays a thousand pounds a month on average to his automatic spendings. Okay, stuff he doesn't control, it just goes out automatically. So you want to make sure there's enough money in the main account each month to be able to do that. Okay, next. The day-to-day spending okay so this is what he's choosing to spend you want to separate that out go set up a separate bank account for that and move money automatically like a standing order from your main account into that separate account day-to-day so you know that's all you can spend so in this example 500 a month John's got 500 going into that separate account and he's got a card for it so you can see how much is in that is he's up great I've got 10 days left. I've got 200 pounds left to be able to spend this month. That's all I can spend, right? It's very, very simple and easy, okay? Next, your infrequent spend, okay? So you wanna agree an amount of money each month that you're gonna put away for those holidays, for those big presents, maybe a car, computer, whatever it is. So John, in this example, is just putting 250 a month into separate account. So he's just doing that. It's, a, it's automatic, 250 going there each month. So that, I don't know, in three months' time, he wants to go on a holiday. He's like, great, cool, I want to go on a holiday. Someone's inviting him. He's like, great, how much is the holiday? £1,000. Looks at his account, like, oh, I only got 750 It's three months in. Sorry, I can't do that holiday. We have to do it in a month's time. Or, you know what, I really want to do a holiday, but let's make it a bit cheaper. Let's make it shorter. Go somewhere a bit cheaper, so it's 500 so I can afford the holiday I've chosen. It's within the budget I've set. Yeah? It allows you that control. Next one, emergency fund, right? So let's say six months later, John loses his job, okay? He's like, oh dear, right? No more money's coming in, right? So what does he do? He still needs his money for his automatic spending. Still needs money to -to day-to-day living, okay? Maybe he still wants to go on holiday during that period. He's got that money in that emergency fund. In this example, he's got 10,000 pounds sitting there. You might think, whoa, that's so much money. Well, is it? You know if he's spending on average one thousand seven hundred and fifty in this example okay that's okay it's over five months so you might think well, five months but if it's you know he's at risk of properly losing his job and losing all income right and it might take some time then maybe that's quite a safe place so John's relaxed he loses his job he can't find a job for three months say it's all good because he can just use that emergency fund and each month he takes that money, puts it into his main account for his automatic spending, takes 500 into his day-to-day spending account, can carry on spending, can still go on holidays, his life hasn't changed. But then when he gets that job again, okay, three months later, right, now what he needs to do is he now needs to start putting money back into that emergency fund to build it back up to 10,000 so that he's then safe again, so that if he loses his job again, it's all good that money is still there. Next, financial freedom fund. So John wants to become financially free at some point, right? And so he wants to build up that money so that at some point later on in his life, he can stop working, chill out, and be able to live off that money. So in this example, he's putting 500 pound a month into that account, okay? Separate account so he knows where it's going. This account needs to be a one-way street money goes in money never goes out until you stop working and you know you can stop working because you've got enough money in there the only way that money goes out is to actively invest it so you might invest save it up and buy a property you might put it into an investment account to be able to invest it in say a portfolio you might put it into a pension okay and, and, and do it that way whatever it is That's the only way you're using that money. You do not go into that account under any circumstances for emergencies, for holiday, whatever it is, because you've got your other accounts for that, right? And that's the beauty of this setup. Okay, lastly, your personal tax, okay? So again, he's gone to his account and liked for the company and he said, right, on average, for every pound that I'm I'm, uh, receiving for my company, in my personal name, how much money do I need to pay in tax based on how much I, I'm planning to take out this year for example okay great accountant says 10% says okay cool well I'm earning two and a half thousand pound a month so every month I'm gonna put 250 automatically into this tax account so that when my tax comes due boom it's there all good take the money from there don't need to worry about it. don't need to pull it from elsewhere so now we have it. You're looking at this slide, right? All looking a bit crazy, but fundamentally it's very simple. You've got your company account, your personal account. Okay. Company, okay, you've got costs and tax. For your personal main account, you've got six areas automatic spending, day to day spending, and four ways in which you save. In frequent spending, like holidays, emergency funds, for if you case you lose your job, or get ill. Three, financial freedom so you can stop working at a point in time in the future and then personal tax so you can cover off the tax you owe in your own name. Right, Sounds simple right? (laughs) Now guys this looks may look a bit complicated that the money's flowing all over the place and there's lots of numbers here right but I know trust me this is as simple as you can really get it okay and once you set it up it's actually quite simple because most of this should be automatic, okay? So the movements of money should work the same each month, okay? So the money going from your company to me, automatic standing order. And then from all the other areas in your personal situation, should just be automatically going in. X amount of money, 500 a month automatically into your day-to-day spending, 250 into infrequent spend, all automatic. So it just happens seamlessly. You're not having to mess about with it unless something changes, right? Now, the last thing I wanna talk about, right, is what kinds of accounts you wanna be setting up for them, okay? So let's talk company first. So your main company account, you want an established bank, okay? Because if there's an issue or complications or things mess up, you wanna be able to call them, you want the reliability, the assurance, around that, the checks and measures, okay? So for example, I've used NatWest here. Very big business bank account, and also, the, at the moment at least, the first 18 months in which you use that account, there's no fees to use that account, okay? So a great, great account to start with because it's free for the first 18 months, and then afterwards, you know, you can pay, but then you can look to maybe go to another account. But really good example, and it's a big, well-established business. The company tax just needs to be a savings account, separate savings account with NatWest, okay? Really simple, and it just automatically goes there. When you need to pay the tax, you just pay out the savings account. So the NatWest is all you got for your company, okay? In this example. For your personal situation, guys, it's the green, green writing on this slide, okay? So in your personal situation, your main, you're gonna have a main bank account, okay? And the money's gonna go into that account, two and a half thousand each month in this example. The main bank account needs to be an established bank account like HSBC, Lloyds, NatWest, or whatever. Now, I personally believe Burst Direct is the best because they're a really established big brand, okay? They're actually a subsidiary of HSBC, so they've got a huge, huge bank behind them. But their customer service, their reliability is amazing, okay? When you call them, they answer straight away, answer your questions, it's always someone that understands you really clear Like I am very impressed with them, I've been with them for years, I will not use another account for personal. But it doesn't matter, you can use anyone as long as it's an established bank account. But if you're not sure, you wanna maybe switch, first director's great. Okay, now, for your day-to-day spending, you want it to be totally separate and you wanna have a bank card with it, okay? Because for that day-to-day spending, You want to just be using that account, right? So when you go and you buy some drinks or a meal out, that's the account you're using. That's the card you're using, right? You're not having to mess about with stuff. So I personally think an account like Monzo, a bank account like Monzo is great because it's easy. It's got a cool app. It's very easy to track your spending. It gives you notifications. It's very user-friendly. It kind of, in a way, makes it Fun, so day-to-day spending is very easy to follow and see and you know how much is in there, okay? Really cool app. But there's other ones like Revolut, cool, or you can use First Direct and have a separate account if you want. Just make sure it's separate and ideally one that's nice and easy to use with a separate account. Then, the next one is infrequent spending. So infrequent spending, again, is something you're gonna actually have to spend fairly often. Not each month, but maybe every three months, six months or whatever. So when you go to buy that holiday, you don't want to mess about moving money. So ideally, that's a separate account with a debit card. So when you go to book those flights, boom, you can use that uh, debit card. When you book the accommodation holiday, boom, you can do that. You can use that debit card, All right? Really easy way of doing it. Very, very simple, because then you're not having to move money again. Now, the other accounts... You don't need to have as complicated facility. You just need a very bog standard savings account. So that could be with First Direct again, and it can just be just separate savings account. The money just keeps getting separated into to keep it separate. So your emergency fund, again, it should just be built up there and you should very rarely touch it, if ever. should never need to touch it. So it just builds up in that emergency fund and just stays there separately and you know what it's for, okay? Separate savings account within First Direct. Financial freedom account, again, just a separate savings account money just goes into it and just builds up and accumulates. If you're moving it into something else like a pension fund or an investment account something like that, again, that money would just then automatically come from that savings account or directly from your main account if you really wanted to and it was just regularly moving into it. It depends on what you're doing when it comes to those investments and your financial freedom account. Then lastly, personal tax. Again, just a a really simple savings account. Separate money goes in, it just builds up. And when you need to pay your tax, it just goes out that account. Really, really simple. So in summary, you've got John. John has John Limited, okay? John Limited makes £4,000 a month, has his money coming in. John makes sure he's got enough money going out from his company to cover tax and costs. Costs just go out automatically. He's got a separate account going in for his tax to make sure he's got enough money there for when he needs to pay that tax. Then he decides how much he's gonna move into his personal situation. Separate bank account into his personal name. So John has, for example, First Direct, Burst Direct is a main account. That's where all his automatic spending comes. Rent, bills, all of that stuff. From that, he moves each month an amount of money each automatically to a separate account like Monzo to be able to do his day-to-day spending with a debit card. He has another account with a debit card for more irregular spending like holidays or gifts or saving up for big purchases like a car. He's got a separate card for that so that he can do that when he needs to and not have to move money. Then you've got a savings account for the rest of the areas. Emergency fund, savings account built up, ready in case of emergency. Financial freedom fund, building up for his financial freedom in the future. It may even go to an investment account if he's investing through that or a pension fund, whatever. But if not, be saving up for something that's bigger like a property. He just puts it in that savings account. And then lastly, personal tax. Normal, simple savings account, building up for when he needs to pay his personal tax. Guys, I hope that was clear. I hope that was helpful. Really, in essence, okay, when you're making money and you're having to manage that in a complicated way, you wanna keep it as simple as possible. You wanna know what that flow is regularly. You wanna have a clear understanding how much goes in each area. And by doing this, by mapping it out a one-off situation and then setting up the accounts for it, you know you've got enough money parked away for each of these important areas. Then you can carry on your life knowing you can just chill and enjoy what you have to spend day-to-day on your budget. You have enough money parked away for holidays and stuff and all those other areas like emergencies and tax and so on okay guys i hope you found this useful i hope you found this as helpful and valuable i think this is probably one of if not the most important areas when it comes to managing your money if you think i've missed anything off let me know in the comment section below more than happy to add clarify do videos on future topics or build into areas that I haven't gone into detail here if you've liked it please do like the video subscribe to see my weekly videos going forward if you know people in your life that would benefit from this content or others give it a share and let them know about this video too guys I will see you next week have a great week bye